Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marginal legal advice. Now, one of the things uh, about America is that you're not allowed to make false claims for products that can that are medical claims, specific cures, for example. Uh, whenever you see supplements, for example, being advertised, it's always it may help in this, it might help. You're never going to say it is going to cure your medical problem. You can't do that unless you have the proof, unless you have scientific data. So, for example, when you see FDA approved drugs, uh, the little blue pill, right? It will enable you to use your sponsor. They can say that because they have scientific proof. When you talk about supplements, non-tested products, you can't do it. So uh, there is a great case about a woman who claimed that her brew of fermented cabbage juice, she's the one that came up with a recipe, by the way, reverses cancer, regrows limbs. That's very strong. Turns gay people straight. Those are great claims, incidentally. Uh, Was warned by the FTC that making false health claims on a website is against the law. Now, here's my question. Who told the, whatever the commissioner was or whoever worked for the FTC, who told that person that cabbage juice reversing cancer, regrowing limbs, and turning gay people straight was in fact making a medical claim and it's not true? It could be true. Cabbage juice can regrow limbs, right? You try this in Europe, you go to jail. And the letter said... This is from the FTC, that uh, what she did could result in legal action. An order may require you to pay back money to consumers, not necessarily. So the foundation of her theory is there are parasites in the gut called candida, which I've heard of that. I'm not an expert in this stuff. And the cabbage juice purges the invaders in waterfalls of diarrhea. That's a quote. Waterfalls of diarrhea. Now, I've had stomach problems in my life. I'm sure you've also been ill. I'm willing to bet that you, maybe you have, have waterfalls of diarrhea. Spectacular. All right, let's take a phone call or two. Hey, Tom, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, Bill. Got a question. I sent some money to the Philippines to my wife, 500 bucks. She went to go pick it up, and they said it had already been picked up, but she hadn't picked it up. Mm. Is there anything I can do? No, about? you can try. Uh, you, um, It was a money order, and you sent it via the mail? Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was through Western Union uh, bank, uh, bank Pay. Uh, online, uh, so I got records, you know. Yeah, but in the meantime, someone came up obviously with her ID of some kind and grabbed the money. Yeah, it's a problem. You got to go to Western Union and say, "How do I handle this?" Yeah, I've uh, been to them about ten times, and they're just not, and they, they just they just won't uh, even respond. Yeah, well, they finally said that it had been picked up properly, and yet they haven't showed me any proof of that. You know, right? And you're entitled to who signed for it and where it had been picked up. Because their argument yeah. was, uh, is if your wife did pick it up, Tom, and then says she didn't pick it up, uh, then they are saying the same thing you are. 
uh, except on the you're, other side right, of that right. uh, on the other side of that door. You're saying she never picked it up, and someone picked it up, and they're saying, "Wait a minute, she could have picked it up, and you simply want five hundred new a new five hundred dollar check." So, right. yeah, you got a mess on your hands. Uh, it, it's not right. easy, and the easiest way, and I'll tell you, this is a very very good lesson. Does uh, does she have a bank account in the Philippines? Yeah. Why didn't you? Why now. didn't you? Why didn't you just do a direct deposit? Do a uh, electronic transfer? Well, she she hadn't signed up with the bank yet, and we were doing it through Western Union before, and it was all working out. Yeah, you know? no, I understand, but it's uh, the protection uh, with electronic right. transfer. But no, I understand. We're doing it's, it that way now. Yeah, it's a, it's a lesson. Know, By the way, does months. she does she live in the Philippines? She does right now. She's coming over here in about two months. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just uh, start talking to Western Union. The worst that happens, you sue Western Union. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be a problem because, you know, here's what you want to do. You want, where is the paperwork? I've got to see where someone picked up the money. You have to have a signature someplace. Right. Someone just can't come in and go, hi, I'm Tom's wife and I want the money. No, they're real careful about that. Right. Supposedly. So there is, so they have something on, uh, they have something on file and you want to call them. Otherwise you sue them. Otherwise right, you simply right. sue Western Union for $500. I think. Court? I would. Yeah, I've, I've never done that. Yeah, I know. You sue them and you say, hey, here's what happened. They won't provide me any of the paperwork. They're saying it was picked up legitimately, but I, there's no way I can ever tell because they won't give me the paperwork. Judge is going to look at them and go, why, why don't you have the paperwork? Why didn't yeah. you give Tom the paperwork? Uh, well, right. uh, uh, you know, there's going to be, and if I'm the judge, I'm handing you $500 just because they're being a bunch of asses. Right. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I would do. See what a small claims judge uh, does and doesn't do. All right, Audrey. Yeah, it's it's up to you. Yes, ma'am. What can oh, I do for you? Adverse possession. Yes. We purchased a property five years ago that was completely fenced. Wasn't surveyed or anything. Just took it as uh, what it's supposed to be. We have a neighbor who bought the 20-acre piece, piece next to us. And he's informed us that we're 16 feet over onto his property line. My question is, I know he can make us move it. Does he incur half the cost if he makes us move no, it? No, probably says, not. Probably not, because it's your fence on his property. Okay. And adverse possession means that you are claiming the property, the whole property, and you own all oh. of it. And that is, and there are all kinds of rules to adverse possession. One of them being, you've paid the taxes on that piece of property, which you haven't. Correct. Yeah, so adverse possession doesn't fly here because that has to do with ownership. The only thing that flies here is, can he make you move the fence that's on his property? Yes. Now, you can argue, if it's been there long enough, that you have some kind of easement that uh, by its constructive easement to keep that fence. But, you know, uh, I got to tell you, I think you have to move the fence. But I would argue, okay. tell them, you know, I'm willing to move it. Just pay for half it. You didn't know. I didn't know. And what kind of fence is it? It's a chain link fence. Oh, big. I mean, come on. Big deal. Just uh, yeah. you go to him and you go, Let, let's split this damn thing. And if he says no, you go, okay, how about this one? I'm not moving the fence down. Uh, so you get to take the fence down at your expense, or you get to sue me to take the fence down. And let's start talking about what it's going to cost you to sue me versus splitting the cost of moving a chain link fence. Okay. Yeah, and that's, he says, don't worry about it. Can he come back at us like in five years as he gets mad and says, move it? Uh, it's harder and harder for him to do it, but leave it alone. If he does not say, if he says, don't worry about it, the longer you have it without moving, uh, the stronger your argument is for keeping the fence there. And you have a constructive easement. It's not for the fence. It's the use for his, it's the use of his land, the extra 16 feet that you get to use that he doesn't. Correct. That's really right. the issue here. And that is the easement that you're talking about. He still owns it. But you can argue since it was fenced, he allowed it to be fenced, and he keeps on going. Uh, as long as he says, don't worry about it, you don't worry about it. And as soon okay. as he says, as soon as he says, move it, I go, oh, let's split it and see what happens. That's what I would do. And if I were the, uh, the owner of the property, I would do it in a heartbeat. This is Handle on the Law. 
Let's check in with Rocio Rivera in the KFI Newsroom. We're gonna be KFI AM640, more simulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Come on down to Huntington Beach today. I'm broadcasting live from the Great Pacific Air Show right until 1130. Handel on the Law until 10. Then Brian Suits and I for another hour and a half talking everything air show. Corey, welcome to Handel on the Law. Hi, Corey. Hello. Did we just lose you, Corey? Yes, we did. All right. That was quick. Hey, Daniel. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Hi, Dr. Handle. Yes. This is Daniel. I will get right into it. My question is, do I have a financial case against my ex-wife? Uh, this happened 11 years ago. We were married for one and a half years. No. We were both. No. No. 11 okay. years ago. You, you. Yeah, you got it. Boy, that was quick. Whenever anybody says, 11 years ago, we're done. We're done. So we don't have to go beyond that unless it's a great story. And then I'm going to say we're done. Hey, Robert, you're up. Welcome yes, to Handle on the Law. Yes. Yeah, the question is mandatory settlement conference currently in litigation. Is there a way to protect yourself from a lawyer that's Maybe gonna put a lien on something as a defendant. Well, or, wait, wait, he just really can't. He, he can't turn around and just put a lien on something. I'm not happy with the relationship, so I'm gonna change and dismiss him and get somebody else. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to dismiss. There's nothing to dismiss. You're talking about a lawyer. I'm talking about just having. You know, are you unhappy? Are you, unhap- are, you un- are you unhappy with the lawyer, Robert? Yes. Okay, then why would you dismiss the case? Not the case, just the attorney, but I'm wondering if someone said that that can't be done because they're going to get paid out anyway. Oh, I see. You're talking about a lien on the case on getting paid. Is he handling it on a contingency basis? Yes. Yes. He can put a lien on the case and he and... So my original question was how do I protect myself in that situation? You can't. It's a lien. He has a lien on the case. And he's giving me bad service to boot? Yeah, but he's still... Okay, but I'm glad you've decided he is doing you a bad service, Robert. And when he stands up and said, but I did everything reasonable, or at least I did 90% reasonably, and you say, no, you didn't, and the judge is going to say, Robert, uh, how many years have you practiced law that you can say this is a bad service? Okay, so I got you. I got you, Drift. So what do I do? You fire the attorney. You hire a new one. He's going to put a lien on the case. And okay. then your current attorney is going to argue with him. You're All going right. to have your new attorney just sit down with him and negotiate something out. Uh, and and uh, if this is a case of malfeasance, and it's just the whole thing's being corrupted, like Pozo Circus. Okay, and I, I and I don't know. So what correct. is what has he not done that uh, you think is it's malfeasance? Probably notify workers, the medical paperwork, and also failed to notify them of the insurance company of the person that we are going up against i have failed i mean failed to notify the person you're going up against as to what no the the workers comp agency he failed to provide medical and the name of is he doing now is he doing is he doing work is this a workers comp case that you're involved in uh well yeah let them worry about it because you can argue malfeasance all you want and if even if he did uh fail to inform whoever's informed you got to prove that you already did i, I know got the evidence. He did. was your case dismissed no you didn't lose your case so you don't know what kind of damage he did right then what right. kind of then then tell me what damages you have i know you don't like him he didn't do anything on time how does that hurt you financially well i'm not going to volunteer that information but what is my strength what do you mean you're not going to harm me uh, wait 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 you're I, I'm asking you, what has it cost you for the delay? And you're going to say, I'm not oh, going to volunteer. Well, that's on the docket with the medical. There's the specifics. OK, he uh, didn't submit that. Yeah, Nor uh, did he submit the name of the insurance carrier? Why? Would but they got but the insurance. But is the insurance carrier now involved? Uh, yeah, they then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. They're now involved in the case. So he didn't submit originally. So what? Again, what are the damages? How have you been damaged, Robert, by him not submitting the insurance carrier Again, now that the insurance... in the medical report. It's privy. 
All right, Robert, I have no idea where you're going with that. None. Uh, I, it drives me nuts. And anybody says, oh, I can't tell you that. That's, you know, why call me then? Why ever call me? All right, Warren, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Warren. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, uh, my mom passed away recently. Uh, we don't know if she has a will or not. Is there a way? Yes. For me to- yes, yeah. there is a way. Find out if it's probated. And uh, all you do is go to the county records and uh-huh. uh, just pull up to see if there's a file. You can do it online, and it's just uh, the estate of and whatever your mom's na- uh, name is. So it'll just okay. be your mom's name and estate of, and if it's been probated, if it's been filed, there it is. It pops up. It's a public document. Thank you very much. Okay. Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, yes, I'm calling about a red light ticket. I recently received a red light ticket in LA and I was just wondering, um, is this the Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I think that I need to pay, or is this something that I can dismiss considering um, I think the profits don't go to LA County? Uh, it depends on the judge, uh, it's, uh, and those are a lot of money. I mean, you can plead not guilty. You can say that it wasn't you, although if they have a picture of you, where are you going to go with that? And if you have a shot at dismissing it, plead not guilty, walk into court and say, Your Honor, uh, I'm asking this be dismissed. And you have to find out, does the judge dismiss red light tickets? You can call the clerk of the court uh, and you, or you're taking a chance because you don't know which clerk you're calling. And then if it, tur- and if it turns out that they have you and he doesn't dismiss, you're at the same place you were if you paid it. I see, so I can't just ignore it altogether. No, no, there'll be a there'll be a bench warrant for your arrest. Okay. Yeah, no, you don't ignore anything in the legal system ever, ever, ever. Okay. And there's nothing more fun than getting arrested and being thrown into jail and having a lesbian who is six foot eight pull you aside and say, "Guess what? You're my new girlfriend." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want that to happen. This is Handle on the Law. Rocio Rivera in the KFI Newsroom. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, hi. Um, I got a parking ticket, and I was just a couple feet out. I um, had to see my eye doctor the day before to get glasses, and I had my handicap sign up. And I wrote a letter to the court explaining it, and I told them that I was the first parking ticket I had ever received in my whole life. And I want to go and fight the ticket. What are you going to say? Deborah, what are you going to say? 
I was going to say uh, I w- was hoping that they would give me a pass one time. Yeah, well, okay, I- you're, so you're going to go there, and what are you going to say? Are you going to say not guilty, or are you going to plead not no, guilty? I was going to say I, I know I'm guilty, but can you Forget me- it. Once you say that, it's over, Deborah. I don't think I don't know where you can go with this. I don't know I where you can ask, go. Asking for a pass only with the cop. They could, they could forgive me. One well, time. I don't think the court. I don't know if the court does that, and that's the problem. You could try. You uh, you have you paid the ticket already? I've paid the ticket. Okay. But I was going to ask. Yeah, them you if could, They could. Okay. So, I'm on social security disability. All right. So what's your question, am, Deborah? What's your question? I was going to ask them if they could let me okay. do volunteer work okay. instead of maybe of the ticket. Maybe. So what's your question? Well, my question is, is that I have done volunteer work before. That's not a question, Deborah. Deputy Chief of Police. Yeah, Mark that's Cooper. that's. I have a letter for him. Yeah, that's not a question. What's your question? The question is, 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 is if they would, since I've never received a ticket okay. before. All right. So you, I, okay. I, you want to know if they'll, you want to know if they'll give you a pass. Yeah, because I did not, did not impede another person okay. from parking. Right. And I, so it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Somebody else from parking. How about so this one? Would, How about this one? I blow a red, I blow a stop sign and no one else is there. So it never put anybody else in danger. I shouldn't uh, get the ticket for blowing a red, uh, a red uh, stop sign. I get that. So, uh, Deborah, the answer to your question is, I don't know. You can always ask for anything and see what the judge says. And if you uh, you can say, hey, I'm, um, I'm blind, that's always very good. I needed my glasses. I'm handicapped and I can barely walk. That's always very strong. Uh, how old are you? Uh, I, I'm 65. Jeez, 65? You know, you sound like you're 165. You know that. Anybody ever? No, well, I have a cold right. <laughs> I have a cold right now. But ah. normally I sound like I'm 50. Got it. Yeah, sure you do. So, Deborah, let me put it this way: you sound like you're 165 with a cold. In any case, yes, you can ask the judge to give you a pass. Say, and certainly say instead of uh, can you exonerate the bail? And I'd rather do community service. Is that okay? And the judge may or may not say yes. But if you throw in the I'm blind, I'm old, I'm handicapped. Uh, you know, crawl around and just, uh, I would, uh, if you have any uh, open superating sores, that's always good uh, to show the judge uh, how sick you are, do a lot of hacking and coughing. There's a lot of stuff you can do to get uh, the uh, judge's no, sympathy going. I wasn't going to do hacking and coughing See, I think I, I'm telling you, hacking and coughing works beautifully. You know, see, uh, you got to take my advice. Deborah. you're not taking my advice and I know what I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. Okay. Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi there. So I'm calling because uh, I was seeing a dentist over the course of a couple of years, going diligently every six months for my cleanings and checkups. They do x-rays every so often, um, but said that he didn't need to do x-rays every time that I came in because the Dental Association says that you only have to do it, I think, every once, every, excuse me, once every five years unless the patient is expressing a problem. Yeah, I think that's, the, uh, I, I think that's what they're saying now. Uh, but, okay, so now what? So I moved to a different part of the city, so started seeing another dentist that was much closer, much more convenient. And when she took the x-rays of my teeth, I ended up having a lot of problems and issues that needed to be addressed. It cost me over $10,000 that said could have been addressed if I had somebody who was yeah. regularly taking x-rays. Now here, okay, I got it. But here's, but Nicole, here's the problem. And that is for the dentist to be liable, he would have to act outside the scope of what is reasonably and prudent for a dentist in that community. And effectively, he would have to uh, not only disagree with what uh, whatever dental association, the American Dental Association, whatever, has now recommended that you don't need x-rays every year or every couple of years. He would have to say, I am not going to pay attention to what the official dental recommendations are, and uh, I should have relied on me and not them, and therefore, uh, I should be liable. I mean, do you see where I'm going? 
You're asking yeah. him to ignore what the now normal course of events are. Now, or the normal course of treatment is. Now, the fact that you have a second dentist who says, I'm, I want to do x-rays every year. Hey, by the way, it could be that uh, she wants to do x-rays every year just because she makes money doing that. You know, and, and you don't know the reason, but they discovered uh, they discovered a problem with you, and maybe it could have been discovered earlier. But that is not, you have to prove that there is a connection and that he breached his normal practice in that community, that he did not practice what is accept, expected of him, and that you're going to have a very hard time doing. Let me give you an example in the emergency room, okay? You have a doctor who is an ER doctor, and one who happens to be a cardiovascular surgeon, for example, who uh, does this on weekends. A lot of uh, surgeons do. You come in with a heart problem, and the guy saves your life. Now, the next person that comes in with the same heart problem when the cardiovascular surgeon is not there and just the ER guy is there and dies... The argument is, gee, if this doctor had been there, I would be alive. Therefore, I'm suing you because you're only licensed as an ER doctor, not a cardiovascular surgeon. In other words, if you go be if you don't go beyond the scope and I get damaged, then I should be able to sue. Do you see where the do you see where the logic is there? Yeah. As long as the dentist meets the minimal standards, uh, you're out of luck. Even though there are preventative things that could have been done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though they could have done it because he has to meet, he has to fall below the standards of dental care in your community. And you have to establish and saying the normal, a normal dentist would have taken an x-ray every year. Right. A normal, not only a normal dentist, uh, it's called for for a dental x-ray every year. And if you don't take one every year, you then are in violation of whatever procedures, uh, whatever is accepted as uh, normal good dental practice. And what you're saying is the exact opposite. Normal good dental practice has now been established that you don't want an x-ray every year. It's exactly the opposite. In other words, I took all this time to tell you you're screwed. uh, Yeah, that's my take on it. But then again, people actually listen. I have no idea. Uh, God bless you. This is Handle on the Law. Rocio Rivera has the latest in the KFI newsroom. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. Welcome back to KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Come on down to Huntington Beach today. I'm broadcasting live from the Great Pacific Air Show right until 1130. Handle on the law until 10. Then Brian Suits and I for another hour and a half talking everything air show. Hey, Bob. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yeah. Yeah, I was arrested and went to jail. And um, my girlfriend at the time had a friend who bailed me out. I did not ask him to or anything because I didn't have the money to do it. But I was bailed out by them, by him, actually. Um, I didn't have the money to pay him back. The week later, when we met the bail bondsman, I had to sign papers for him, just the bail bondsman, to let him know that, yes, I am who I am and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, the guy who bailed me out is now suing me in small claims court. And I don't know if, you know what kind of case I have, if any. Because, again, I never signed any paperwork or yeah. anything saying I was... I know how much how much how much money did uh, he uh, pay for the bail? Twenty five hundred. All right. So effectively, what you're saying is, since I never signed any papers, I shouldn't have to pay. Well, I didn't say that. I I told him at some point I would try and pay him back. Right. And it's been a while. It's been tough. And I have it was you know a few months ago. But anyway, so but now he's suing me. So I'm like, well, crap. I don't know what, you know, what All to right. do or whatever. Well, you know, you're going to go to court, and your defense is is we have no agreement, and I told him I would pay him back when I could. And as a matter okay. of fact, when he paid it, we never had an agreement at all. There's no signed contract. So uh, the uh, argument you can make, is this a friend of yours? Uh, is it uh, a well, friend? it's a friend of my ex-girlfriend's. I mean, I knew who he okay. was. Okay, then, like then your, argue, your defense is, is that he did it for the benefit of his girlfriend. And okay. uh, that's that's going to be your defense. Whether the judge buys it or not, I have no idea. 
Uh, if I'm the, if I'm the judge, I'm going to set up some kind of a payment schedule. However, uh, technically, I mean, he's going to sue you, and he wants the money now, and you don't have it. Is the judge going to grant right. him a uh, a judgment? Maybe. Uh, who knows what a judge is going to do in small claims court? But you have some de- defenses saying, "Hey, I thought it was a gift. He never said anything. Right. He never asked to be paid back." My girlfriend said, "I have arranged for bail to be made for you," uh, and uh, there you go. And as far as you were concerned, it was uh, a favor to her. She's the one that put it up because uh, of uh, a relationship you once had. There's any number of defenses. But uh, what you have to do is go to court. And what you have to do is defend yourself and say, number one, no agreement ever. Uh, There there was never a word about me paying it back. I had always assumed, I had always assumed that this was given to me because of my relationship with the ex-girlfriend. Okay, and was, if the judge rules against me, then obviously I have to pay it. I wonder if I don't. Do I go to jail? Or no, what? no, you don't go to jail. There'll be a judgment against you. That's all. And, and how would he collect it? I mean, that's uh, exa- there you go. That's exactly the point. If you have no money and right. you have no assets, uh, he can't collect it. I mean, there's. Right, okay. yeah, and what are they going to do? You're right. Is uh, Can you go to jail? Of course, he can throw you in jail. Debtor's prison. You know when debtor's prison went out? Just about, I think, in the 1700s is when they got rid of debtor's prison in the United States. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, those are the defenses. I mean, it's real easy. Get, when do I often say, get it in writing, get it in writing, get it in writing? Hello, Bob. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Yes, uh, I uh, I was involved in an accident, uh, automobile accident, and I submitted a claim uh, to the other party's uh, insurance company, and that and that has been more than two months ago, and they are still investigating. Yeah, is there any statute of limitations? Yeah, there is, but you're yeah there is, but you're way 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 before the statute, and if they don't want to go beyond that, how much damage to your car, Bob? Uh, three thousand. Just sue the guy for small claims court and three thousand dollars. Just sue, sue. The, the guy, not the insurance. Yeah, what? The insurance company didn't hit you. Yes. Okay. So, so I, 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 I sue the guy. Yeah. Small yeah. You sue court. him, and then, and then the insurance company may jump in uh, because uh, that's what he pays for his insurance, and they can sit there and go, "We're investigating. We're investigating." Two months of investigation is kind of a long time. So what I would do is write to him and first say, hey, listen, get the insurance company involved in this. I mean, a lot quicker than it is. Otherwise, I'm simply going to sue you in small claims court and I'll collect after I'll just go after you and forget about your insurance. Okay, that's all you have to do. Uh, Not not a big deal. All righty. Melissa. Hi, Melissa. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yes. Hi. Um, what does Bill say? <laughs> I uh, went to a legal seminar where a bunch of lawyers were together, and it said no. It didn't say no animals allowed because they had like uh, food trucks outside. And I went up on to meet a shockingly good, uh, good-looking celebrity up on stage. I had my little. Uh, 
chihuahua with me. And um, she has no teeth, but she does get a little a little nervous. And this good-looking man reached out and tried to pet my chihuahua, and she barked at him, and he drew back his hand so quick she had a heart attack. Well, when I got home, I was wondering what my legal standing was. Your dog had a heart attack because someone put a hand out to pet your dog? Uh-huh. At a uh, legal seminar. Yeah, no, I get that. So uh, here's what you have. Okay, I don't think you have a case, but you do have a dead dog on your hands. Oh, jeez. That's what you have. Oh, jeez. You're the one that brought. You're the one that brought the dog up there, and it's your fault. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, there you go. Yes. We're starting to go. I can hear this. Starting to go. Okay, this is handle on the law. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Out of Chicago, uh, an eight-year-old little girl is walking the family dog by herself. And according to the mom, and this seems to be what happened, uh, that uh, a neighbor saw her walking the dog and called the police. Now, the police never pursued charges, but... Uh, the Department of Children and Family Services got involved, launched an investigation investigation because this woman's daughter, eight years old, was on her walk, uh, a solo walk by herself. And right after that, and, and if someone called, I guess if an eight-year-old's walking by herself with a dog, I guess that's uh, right there, parental abuse, child abuse. So uh, the, the police show up. And uh, they see what's happening. And so there's no problem. We're done. Uh, especially after the police uh, rings the doorbell, says, here's what happened. Someone called. Good. It's done. No issue. However, the Department of uh, Children Family Services got involved and they had to launch an investigation. And this poor mom had to, Corey Wyden's her name, had to hire an attorney to clear her name. Now, the matter was cleared up in a couple of weeks. But she had to pay for an attorney, which is not cheap, and got it done all because a neighbor said, oh, you shouldn't have a little eight-year-old girl walk the dog by herself. Somehow that endangers a child. Man, have we really come to that? Truly? James. Hello, James. Welcome to Handle on the Law. You're up. Well, in case of diminished value on the 2010 Ford Focus, Bill. Yeah, okay. Diminished value on a car. All right, go ahead. Right. Okay, my daughter's car was hit. It's never had an accident. I've got a Carfax report. I ran on it before the accident. The insurance company, who is Farmers, wants to repair the vehicle, which they're in the process of doing now, but they want to use used parts instead of... Uh, oh, no, no, no. You can say, you, not a chance. Well, you say, not a, not a chance. I want real parts that are part of... I want real Ford parts. Now read your insurance. Now read your insurance. Well, they can't do that. I mean, that's crazy. You simply say no, and you sue them for the repair. You sue the insurance company and say, "I want this thing repaired, and here's what it's going to cost." And if you want to go to a junkyard, that's crazy. They want to go to a junkyard and repair it. They've already went and found parts. They said a junkyard. They well, send the check to the me, then they send it to the. I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't. Shop. I wouldn't accept it, or I would sue them for uh, if you can figure out the difference, but. Uh, I simply wouldn't expect accept it at all. Okay, now, when they finish the repairs, I accept the car. Can I still sue them? Uh, you have to sign a document that say you expect it as is. That's the problem. But if you don't fix it based on the fact you want a new repair and you go out and rent a car, that's part of your damages. Uh, so, so they're already providing my daughter a car to drive. Well, uh, yeah, uh, but they're not going to uh, keep on paying for it. So if your daughter keeps well, on driving. I mean, as long, they, they told her she can keep it until she picks her car up. She's going to take it back then. Uh, yeah, once That's she picks the, up her car, she has to take it back. But, you know, read your policy. Yeah. Read your insurance policy. Because if it says that they're able to use, if they're able to use uh, aftermarket parts. Now, keep in mind, in a junkyard, you may be able to get a brand new part. 
an original Ford part. Just because it's in a junkyard doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah be, you part. have to look at that. As a matter of fact, you're probably better off getting an original Ford part from a junkyard than you are with an aftermarket. For Let's say a car has been rear-ended, right? And uh, it's only been around for a year, let, let's say. Well, you pull a carburetor out, it's brand new. Right. Now, I'm not arguing that that is legit, but I would have a mechanic look at it, and if it's just as good, what do you want to do? I mean, how much of an argument do you want to get into? You, you basically got uh, sort of kind of with no damage. Well, see, my insurance is State Farm. Snake Farm is what I call them, but the other one that problem is with farmers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your insurance is. Doesn't matter what their insurance is. You're talking my about wouldn't help me on this. I told him to get screwed. You know. Yeah, just, it, uh, they're not going to jump in. You've got an issue going with the insurance company that's paying for the car. It's that simple. And again, uh, you know, yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, but what are your actual damages? You know, uh, you tell me. Brian, hello, Brian. Welcome. Go I ahead. Know. Yes, my, my wife, uh, eleven years ago was convicted of a possession charge in the county of Los Angeles. Before that, not a single charge, less a traffic ticket. Subsequent to that, wonderful wife, wonderful mother, she's gone back to school, and she's getting her RN. Um, the charge is in the process of being expunged. However, the California State Nursing Board is a real ball buster when yeah. it comes to any type of drug convictions. And curious if you have any opinion as to what type of an attorney, because we certainly are going to need representation I don't know if you, the California board. Yeah, and I don't know if you do, because your argument is going to be, it's been this long, look what's happened. What is an attorney going to say that you wouldn't say on your own? Very true. Uh, our biggest concern is just subsequent to investigation I've done on my own. The California board, it literally decides, you know, the cases on what side of the bed they woke up on in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I believe mean, that. I believe that. So if you we, think... We just want to make yeah, sure that okay. we, we dot the I's, cross the right. T's, and do everything just right so they don't come back and deny the license or give a conditional license or anything like uh, that. And they may, is, and they totally may, unjust. and they may be anyway doing it. But if you're talking about what, what, what attorney would you go to to make sure, because you're more comfortable going to an attorney, it would be uh, anybody that does administrative law. It's an administrative law attorney because you're going, administrative before, law. yeah, because you're going before an administrative board who's going to make an administrative decision. That's not a uh, in, in any way the criminal issue. It's strictly a, a civil in uh, decision it makes. So administrative law. Anybody who has expertise, go to the website and look under administrative law. There you go. Um, hello, Teresa. You're up. Welcome. Hi. Yes, ma'am. I listed my house for sale by owner, and it was on the internet and another internet site the picture from my sale and listed it for rent on their website. And you have to pay to be on, to look at houses on their site. And they just um, are using my house and my picture, uh, which is not for rent by them. Okay. It's just kind of weird. Well, so far, no one has, in fact... Uh, no one has uh, called you or tried to rent. They didn't rent the house out to anybody, did they? No. Okay. So what you have is probably a case of fraud. And now the problem is, are the police going to do anything about it? Probably not because they've got other things. Because this, this is someone defrauding you. They're going to say, hey, you haven't had anybody rent the house. And so I would do a letter to that site saying you are committing fraud. This is not for rent. And I suggest that you remove that instantly. Uh, and you may even want to get a lawyer to write that letter. What are you doing? What's, what's all this noise going on back there? What the hell's going on with this noise? Hello? I am not doing anything. Um, I just, uh, I called them and I asked them to remove it. And they said they would, but they haven't. All right, then just, so, uh, just so you want to get a letter, I get a lawyer letter and say we're about to file a lawsuit. Okay. That's all you need. That's what I would do. And a letter coming from any attorney, and uh, it may cost you a couple hundred dollars for a lawyer letter. Maybe not. Maybe an attorney will do it for no cost. Probably not. I don't know of any attorney in this world that does anything for no cost. But uh, I, I've done it for no cost. 
and uh, it was for my mother. And I told her once, you got one shot at me writing a letter on your behalf. And she used it. She was done. And she knew that it was not going to happen again. This is Handle on the Law. Let's check in with Rocio Rivera in the KFI News. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Welcome back for marginal legal advice. Come on down to Huntington Beach today. I'm broadcasting live from the Great Pacific Air Show right until 1130. Handle on the Law until 10. Then Brian Suits and I for another hour and a half talking everything air show. Uh, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Welcome. Hi. Yes. Carol. Yes. Oh, it's Carol. Hi. I'm sorry. Carol, yes. In, in El Cajon, which is part of San Diego. Yes, I know where El Cajon is. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Anyway, uh, my son got a DUI, and he, um, in a checkpoint, he was, did a very stupid thing. He was in a bar and just went out and got, got the DUI. He drives for his work. He does estimates for building materials. And I know it's possible to get a license to drive to and from work. Is there a way to get a temporary license when you have a DUI that you can drive? You already know he already has a license. Right, but I mean, what they've done is what they've done is what they've done is remove the license, and what and what he wants to do is then get the it only restricted. And so right. what ends up happening is the DMV, this is not the courts, this is the DMV right. that will restrict the license. And he calls him up and say, hey, you know what, I drive for a living. I will lose my job and lose my living. How do I go about getting a restricted license? If this is the first DUI, they'll probably do that. Oh, cool. So he calls the DMV and figures out how to do that because I think they will do that. Or they may uh, go back into court and uh, the court does it. But either way, he should be able to, to do it on the first time. Now, what do you need? Do you need a law? If if they give you a problem, do you need a lawyer? And how do you go about getting one? Nah, not that really. Cost a fortune. Yeah, they, well, if you they're all going to cost a fortune. If you're talking about a lawyer that well, handles at least you, a good one, you know, that can do you some good. I no, I understand, but in reality, uh, I don't know how much good a lawyer is going to be under these circumstances. The the rules are simply followed by the court, and that is, do you, if you have to work the first time out. Do they or do they not give you a restricted license? Uh, probably yes. All you have to do is look at the policy of the DMV, look it up online where you go, and it's a procedural mess. I don't think you need a lawyer on this one. I wouldn't get a lawyer. That's for sure. Hello, Ed. Ed, you're up. Yes, I'd like to know what recourse there is against a college that has lost its national nursing accreditation and they have a high failure rate among the students. Well, you can sue the college, but good luck. The problem is if they've, if they've lost their accreditation, so I'm assuming it's one of those fly-by-night uh, little obnoxious programs that you get as opposed to... I'm, afraid, I'm yeah, afraid not. You're afraid not that it isn't one of those? It is a big-time... No, it, it is a big college, yes. Well, that's good. Then they probably have some assets. You sue them. And hopefully, if uh, see if there's a class-action suit coming up on that one because that one... Uh, as part of uh, the settlement, probably either all the tuition or some of the tuition comes back. How much money are you out? Right now, about 10000 Okay, you've got that as a lawsuit. Now, you can do that in small claims court uh, and argue the cer- certification is gone. So, therefore, when you graduate, have you already graduated? No, still okay. have another year to go. All right. So, uh, you what, uh, what happens is you won't have a certificate from an accredited school. That's for starters. And, and I don't know what that's worth. I would argue at least a year. You've been in for one year already? Uh, longer than that with all the prereqs. All right. Well, you can't count the prereqs uh, because you need those prerequisites True. for uh, any place else you're going to go. So you're basically out a year and $10,000. Uh, if, if you go to small claims court, it is $10,000. And if you get your money back, um, you try to transfer uh, see if any other school will take the credits, which may or may not happen. But uh, you're dealing, it's rough because uh, it's an independent school. When they lose their accreditation, chances are uh, that the owners of the school, it's a private nursing school, of course, 
Uh, probably don't have a lot of money, but at least get your judgment. All right. All right. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's, uh, that one is tough. And I don't know how you argue a year's worth of loss of income because then it, that's it, remember what I've been telling you in terms of the law. Damages have to be specific. And, uh, and they can't be speculative. So here it is. If... The school kept its accreditation, and I graduated a year from now. I would be making $60,000 a year, hypothetically, as a nurse. And because I am losing a year's worth of, uh, well, or a year and a half worth of nursing, assuming uh, nursing education, assuming that none of the classes are transferable, I'm losing a year and a half of, uh, of an income. Problem is, how do you prove you would have a job? How do you prove what kind of money you would get? It's too speculative. Now, $10,000, that's easy. This is what I paid. This is my damage. See, the law is real simple on that one. That's clean cut. Not, gee, if I were to get a job, and I really can't tell you how much I'd be making, but I think I would be making. So you bring in a national average and say the average uh, nurse makes X number of dollars, uh, but you can't prove uh, that you would keep a job, get a job. That's that's the problem. This is Handle on the Law. Rocio Rivera in the KFI News. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Hey, David, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. So what happened was I purchased a telephone from Verizon Wireless and had my old phone info transferred to the new one. Then... At that point in time, I took it home and realized that my information had not been fully transferred and went back the next morning, at which time they pulled out a box of old phones and handed me back the wrong phone. I went to my house, downloaded what I thought was the pictures from my phone, and found my daughter's entire third grade class room pictures from uh, that her apparently her uh, teacher had taken several years before uh, on my computer now we have 24 uh, kids uh, pictures on my phone on my computer at my house that uh, my daughter's not happy about at all what do you mean what, what is wait, what what is she wait what is she unhappy about that the, the the class is on your computer the photos are on your computer well, she's not happy in the fact that uh, her entire classroom was uh, uh, handed, you know, to who knows who um, by Orange County School District. Okay, I'm I'm confused. She's not happy about the fact that a photo was taken, and then she doesn't know who has it. How old is your daughter? My daughter's ten. I'm not happy about it either. I understand, I but now you know. But let me ask something, David. I'm thinking yeah. what a ten-year-old is unhappy that a photo taken of her class is out there somewhere. Uh, okay, so she's unhappy now. Now what? I mean, would, would well, you like I'm, would you like a million dollars for that? Yes. Good for you. Hey, I don't <laughs> think I don't think a million's enough, David. I think yeah, I would I go either. for at least five. I'd go for $10 million when my kids were 10 years old and they were unhappy right. about something. I thought it was worth $10 million. What are you playing well, with? What are you you gonna might do? have 20 parents out I know. there that aren't too so, happy but about But that's it not either. your problem. It's the parents' problem. It's not your problem. Right. Well, it's nope. my problem when my daughter. I understand. Uh, what would you like? I get it. What would you like for that? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't either. And no it's one else possible. does either. How do you know they're distributed, by the way? Well, Verizon, an employee of Verizon Wireless, uh, said, "Let me take my no." I understand. My and he computer. put it, and he put it on your computer, right? So you know it's on your computer. How many other people do you know have that photo? I, 
for all I know, uh, they're all over the place. That's true. No so tell me where. Throughout Orange County. Really? So give me, out. so let's get, you know what, do me a favor. Call me next week with a list uh, of people who have those photos and tell me what they're okay. doing with them. And yeah, uh, I'm not really. I'm not going to go to that extent. Well, then what are you going to do when you take them to court? What are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, people have them, and the judge goes, who? And you so go, Bill, I don't I'm know. Asking, what I'm asking, Bill, is if there's even a case. No, there. of course not, David. There's not? That's right. There's not. What are What are your damages? Your 10-year-old daughter is upset? That's you know, the case? If, if a major. They uh, screwed up, on. David. They screwed up. Okay, they made a mistake. I get that. They made a mistake. Now what? They made a, they made a big mistake. Well, it's not opinion. that big. It's not that big because yeah. you don't know what happened. I mean, the photo could be no place. And uh, and if there's a photo, let me ask you this. How about this one? Uh, the kid takes a school photo, right? And right. there you are, and she's handed the school photo, and uh, she gives it to another kid who either scans it or takes it on a cell phone. Uh, I want to sue that other kid for a million dollars because that kid took a, a photo of your kid's photo and went ahead and distributed it. David, it's a so school Bill, class picture. Yeah, but Bill, what about all these uh, releases that they make you sign for internet? They screwed up, David. They screwed up. Yeah. What would you like? All you can do is sue them for money, David. Give me a figure. Yeah, uh, 500 grand. There you are. All right, excellent. And you go find a lawyer that's willing to do that. I just love people like that, don't you? Fantastic. All right, Jimmy, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, uh, for 20 years I was uh, a sex registrant in California. Misdemeanor issue, uh, indecent exposure, almost 20 years ago. All right, wait, wait, wait. Of course, wait, yo, we don't just leave that alone, okay? Oh, no, no, we now... Uh, get into uh, the story. What exactly did you do, Jimmy, that caused you to be popped for indecent exposure? Right. So what did you do? What did uh, you do? How did you get it? What, what happened? You were arrested. And what were you convicted of indecent exposure? But what did you do? I, I did take my my clothes off in public uh, and. Uh, and I I wanted to be seen, and I got okay. seen. Fair enough. And, All right. Were there any kids? Good for you for just coming to the uh, table on that one. Uh, I'm assuming no kids were involved, right? Well, I'll, uh, I'll be honest. There were were um, um, older teens. Older teens. All right. Uh, did you, uh, you, all you did was, uh, disrobe, correct? Yeah. You didn't, um, do anything to yourself, uh, masturbation or whatever in front of a group of people. Did you? Uh, no. Okay. No, I did. All right. Now we've got yeah, that one out yeah. of the way. Yes. Go ahead. Thank you, by the way, for being honest. Cause now I answer your questions and I don't harass you. Even if you're completely boring, I'm still going to let you do it. Well, we flash forward to five years ago. Flash Superior Court of, Superior Court of State of forward. California. I like that. And yes. the Department of Justice granted me release from the designation of tuna, of sex registrant. They said uh, they had a couple things. They said your issue was... No, I get it. I get it. All right. So you're no longer a sex registrant. I get it. So Correct. now... Now what? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sex Crimes Task Force out of Sheriff's Department is still treating me as if I am, as if yeah. and, and what they went what they went and did was threw my name on a few um, unsolved cases and said, "Well, we can we can follow you around and check you out forever because um, we put your name on a few uh, un, unsolved cases." And, and Jimmy, I don't. And how long ago was this? Well, I was set free from the registration requirement uh, five years ago. And when were you convicted? Nearly 19 years ago. Oh, man. And the police are still hassling you for something that's 19 yeah, yeah, years here's, old? Here's the problem. I'm not a felon. I'm not on probation. Yeah, no, I understand. I get it. And they're putting you up there. You know what I would do is I would go, and this is a particular division that's doing this. Yes, but it, it's hard to pin down. They're not going to come right out. Uh, the the uh, I tell you anything anything out there. I'm I'm not guilty of any. No, I understand. Crime. No, I, mean, I, I I get that. We're already past that. Uh, I would do one of two things. I mean, legally, for you to get a court order to remove your name 
from uh, that list uh, of suspects, especially since you're no longer on a list uh, and or photos, uh, you may want to get the ACLU involved at, uh, on this because that, that seems to me a legitimate violation of uh, constitutional rights, right to privacy. But also, I'd go to your city councilman and go, hey, you know what? Give me a break. Look what the police are doing. They're making my life miserable. This was 19 years ago. Do I pay for this for the rest of my life? That's what I would do, Jimmy, and see where you go from there. Because if you can handle it any way other than going to court, uh, you, in the end, do you have to go to court? Maybe. Uh, what a mess. That's uh, it's a lesson to be learned. Uh, so what's the takeaway here? Uh, don't take your clothes off in front of people and uh, show yourself. Right? Right. This is Handle on the Law. Rocio Rivera, what's the latest? And uh, welcome back. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Come on down to Huntington Beach today. I'm broadcasting live from the Great Pacific Air Show right until 1130. Handle on the law until 10. Then Brian Suits and I for another hour and a half talking everything air show. All right, Ed. Hi, Ed. Welcome. You are on the show. Ed, you there? Yeah, I'm here, All right. uh, Bill. Uh, I had a contract with Dish Network for two years, which ended last May. I've continued to pay every month, and I've never missed a payment, and now they're trying to bill me uh, a late charge for every time I'm a day or two late with the payment. Yeah. So? If I, if I have, don't have a contract, how can they bill me late payment? Because you do have a contract. You've extended the contract. You've accepted the terms. Because if you don't have, if you argue you don't have a contract, why do you even have to pay? Well, but how can they charge me an, uh, an overpayment? Because they did on the previous contract that you have, in fact, extended. I didn't sign anything. It doesn't matter. Verbal. I, you know, I just got a. You know what? I just happened to me is I just redid uh, my entire my entire satellite system. I happen to be on um, Directv. And uh, so uh, I called them up. I had some question, and they said, you know, you're entitled to an upgrade on all the receivers you have in your house. Yep. And uh, here we go. We'll do it. Now, do you understand that uh, that means you're we're redoing your contract, and you're now committed to another two years? Do you understand that? Yep, I do. And they say, you understand this is being recorded? Yep, I do. Guess what? I have a contract, even though I haven't signed it. Now, their contract that you wrote may very well read, if you continue on, read the paperwork, if you continue on, uh, we can uh, charge you late payments. Now, what they can't do is say that means you're good for another two years or five years or whatever that they would have a harder time. But see what happens when you're late, they charge you late. Yeah, but I'm only late a day or two. That's you know what? Because they're a bunch of bastards. That's well, it. You got that right. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's uh, it's horrible. Uh, which uh, which company is this? Dish Network. Dish. Oh, you had said Dish. So tell you what, why don't you dump Dish and go to Directv that does exactly the same thing, or yeah. go to a cable company that does exactly the same thing? They're all the same. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Wow. Can you imagine that? A cable or a satellite provider actually charging you late fees if you're a day late. Now, uh, be a week early and see if uh, you get any money, if they credit you with anything. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's like the government on taxes. Uh, if the government, if you refile taxes and find out you paid the government too much money, uh, don't ask for interest. It's not going to happen, even though they're holding on to your money for three years. Now, if you are late on your taxes... From minute one, you get to pay interest. There you are. Isn't that special? All right, Susan. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Hello. Okay, Bill, my question is this. I have a 24-year-old son that lives with us that drives my husband absolutely crazy. He does have a full-time job, but he's just very disrespectful, doesn't do anything around the house. How do I get him out? I call you the throw it, you the throw him out. They, they won't do it? No. Then you they may have to that I need you may to have to go to court. Yeah, you may have to evict him. 
Okay. You may have to file so, an eviction against him, unfortunately, because uh, okay. it's not he's not trespassing, and he won't leave. I mean, he literally will not leave. You asked him no. to leave. Yes, and he says no. He says that he doesn't have a place to change. Go. Change the locks. Live out on his own. Change the locks. Okay. And now he's going to theoretically sue you for a retaliatory eviction or wrongful eviction, but. Uh, is he the kind of person that would sue you? I don't know. No. Okay, no. then just change the locks. Okay. And see what he says. Well, you, gee, Mom, no, you're out of there. We'll we'll help you move. Uh, we'll buy the pizza for uh, the guys who help you move, but that's about it. You don't have to take it. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay, there, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? No, I can see it happen. You know, I mean, uh, I did the same thing when I was a kid, and finally when I was 36, uh, my parents convinced me to leave the house. It works out. All right, we shall return. This is Handle on the Law. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.